So our goal for this podcast, since it's, um, we're going to call this podcast uh, Conscious Medicine, and our main goal for the podcast is to kind of put healthcare back in the hands of our patients. Um, They've lost a lot of faith right now in the medical community and in the pharmaceutical companies. And so it's really a prime ripe time for our patients and uh, the community to kind of seek out other ways to find healing or ways to kind of augment their healing journey. So if they have you know, an illness that they're dealing with, maybe they're under care of a primary, but ways that they can get their mindset set for healing, for them to be able to get well without having to just take a pill, but be be able to take some positive inspired action for their healing. And that's where you come in. I'm bringing my guest on today. This is Brandy Valentine. She is the owner of Broken Arrow Company called Lotus Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine. They are Native American, LGBTQ, uh, and a women-owned company. And they have won recently won the Broken Arrow Minority uh, Small Business Award. So, Brandy, thank you for being on today. We appreciate that. You're thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. So we're talking today about ways to help our patients and. My patients, a lot of my patients and many of the people in the Tulsa community are not familiar at all with what you do. So can you tell us a little bit about what acupuncture is and what else that you guys do at your clinic? So what we do is Chinese medicine. And, you know, acupuncture is a a piece of Chinese medicine, but we also do lifestyle suggestions, herbal recommendations. We're trained in Chinese medicine. So it's not your typical one herb stuff. It's usually formulations. And they're very individualized. So we mm-hmm. we can provide those. We do cupping. We have all sorts of massage. We have a massage therapist that does therapeutic massage. Great. But then also our acupuncturists are trained in um, Asian body work therapy. So like shiatsu, twina, those sorts of things. And then the myofascial stuff like cupping and gua sha. Gua sha is, has been picked up in the medical field as Graston method, but it came from Gua Sha in Chinese medicine. So we do that too. We just use different tools. Great. So it's been picked up in the medical field as what method did you say? Graston. Graston. Okay. Physical therapy type of thing. Right. So what, what would we feel whenever we come into your clinic, if we did sign up for say an acupuncture treatment, say I'm coming in for a lot of my patients have thyroid issues. We have hormone issues. I mean, it runs the gamut. We have just about everything, but if we're coming in for a typical first time ever acupuncture treatment, what do we need to know? First of all, you want to have something in your stomach (laughs) and be hydrated if you can. And you just come in, we have a we're, we're really big on when you walk in the door, you feel like family. So, mm-hmm. you know, you'll be greeted kindly. There's nothing scary about it. I know acupuncture seems kind of scary, but coming in here is not scary at all. Um, you'll do, you'll fill out paperwork. It's not terribly extensive because once you fill out your paperwork, we ask you a bunch of questions. We look at your tongue. We fill your pulses. Those are sort of a, a window to the inside of the body because 3,000 years ago in China, it didn't have, uh, you know, MRIs and scans and things like that. So they had to find a way to know what was going on on the inside. And the way we do that is by filling the pulses and looking at the tongue and asking a million questions. So you'll have a bunch of questions. <laughs> and then then we get you nice and comfortable. Our rooms are really comfortable. Our tables are have squishy pads on them. It's just a very, very, very comfortable experience. And then once you're nice and comfortable, we'll put needles in. And the needles are very fine. They're almost like a hair. In fact, I'm kind of bummed that they're called needles because they're more like a filament. They're so mm-hmm. fine. Um, and we have diversion methods to where you don't feel the needle go in so much. Mm-hmm. But when we when it 
when the needle goes into the acupuncture point, the entire, let's see, when it stimulates the acupuncture point as it should be stimulated, you should feel something. It's not painful. You do feel something because we want you to feel that because that's how we stimulate the acupuncture point. You'll have between 10 and 50 needles. I would say on average, it's more like 20, mm -hmm. depending on um, your sensitivity and what, what we need to do. Some people will be face up. Some people will be face down. Uh, most people expect to be face down when they come in, but most people we start face up. And then, you, and then we turn the lights off and make sure you're comfortable and you lay there for 30 to 45 minutes. However, we can check on sometimes with the first treatment, if you're nervous, we're happy to come in and check every five, 10 minutes or so. There's no time that you're, that you ever feel stuck or uncomfortable. And then we take the needles out and it takes two or three days for you to get the full effect of your treatment. So we have you drink a lot of water in those two or three days. We send you home with a treatment plan, what we, how often you should come. If we recommend any other services or any herbs, then we'll let you know that first treatment. You'll have a, you'll have a big picture of what we think you need and what we think will work best for you. So you're not questioning it when you go. Wow. So very different from the usual medical experience for sure. Yeah. 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 So much more comfortable. It sounds more like a spa than treatment mm -hmm. than coming into a scary physician's office. Right. Right. And you can take family in that. Like if you're nervous or something, you can always take a family or friend, as long as they'll leave you alone while you have your needle yeah. done and let you rest. Excellent. I love hearing about that. That sounds, it sounds a lot less scary whenever you talk about it. So I feel like my patients will be Good. way more open to doing it. <laughs> and so then can you tell us, are there any like risks or adverse effects that patients or people who should not have acupuncture? So um, I worked at Cancer Treatment Centers of America for seven years. I've definitely worked with people who maybe shouldn't have acupuncture, but it's very minimal. So if you have a, a bleeding disorder, then we won't use acupuncture. However, we have cold laser and we can stimulate the points with a cold laser and not put anything into the skin. The cold laser doesn't affect bleeding disorders. So you can still get the stimulation of the acupuncture point without having to worry about bleeding. But really we can treat down to, we're thrombocytopenia. As long as you're above 25,000, usually we can treat it. Almost everybody can get acupuncture. Some people are averse to needles and maybe are just too nervous. Mm -hmm. Well, I agree if you call them That's a filler and I've seen what they look like before. Mm -hmm. I mean, it almost feels like when you were kids, you know, you could put a pencil, you could stick it through your finger a little bit and it didn't really <laughs> hurt. And it like looked like yeah. a trick. And so I think our patients would be much more open to having it done if they, once they see what a needle looks like. So maybe that's something mm -hmm. I can post on our video afterwards so that they can see how fine or how tiny they are so that they won't be. Okay. I know you're really excited about fertility. So that's something I was mm -hmm. really curious about. I saw that you had a patient recently that was able to get pregnant. So can you explain mm -hmm. how acupuncture works for fertility and women's hormones? So for fertility, if somebody's going through IVF, I'm, I'm not a super fan of protocols. However, with IVF and fertility, there's been enough research done to know what works with IVF, what works with that process. So I, I, I don't reinvent the wheel there. I have a protocol depending on where you're at in your IVF therapy, the way that your IVF doctor does that therapy. And we stay really on mission with what you have going on through IVF. And it's dependent on the day of your cycle, you know, what medication you're on. Um, if you're if you're in the birth control phase, if you're in the stimulation phase, if you're in the transfer phase, it all has different points, different formulas, and we just don't go off track on that. Interesting. Everything else, everything else though, 
is um, individualized. So by the questions we ask, by your tongue and pulse, that's how we um, balance anything. The goal of acupuncture, we think every issue is just something stuck that needs to be moving. So in every treatment, the goal is to, we call it free the flow of chi, but it's sort of like making sure your blood is moving everywhere. It's not stuck right. anywhere. So we have to find out the way we find out where you're stuck is by asking you questions, looking at your tongue, feeling your pulses, giving you an individualized Chinese medicine diagnosis. And then that's how we pick your acupuncture points. Right. Because just like in medicine, there's got to be a lot of different ways that the thyroid fails or a lot of different ways that we get to the point where we have something that's recognizable as an illness or disease. It doesn't always take the same path to get there. Right. So yes, it would be exactly. And, you know, we can see with, um, with imaging techniques, we can see that there's an energy field around the body, which we weren't able to see until very recently. And so mm -hmm. I think that we're starting to see some of the technology be able to pick up and study why maybe this is working. So, and I yeah. find it very interesting that you said you can use other modalities, not just needles to stimulate the acupuncture points. And mm -hmm. I wonder as technology evolves and as we start to understand acupuncture better from a Western medicine way, if there, if that's possible, if there will be ways that we can improve on acupuncture or have you seen any of that happen? Or are we still using the things that we did 3000 years ago? I'm, I'm a little bit of a snob about this. So there are definitely machines. The ones that I've seen, mm -hmm. typically you put your hand on something mm -hmm. or, or it connects to your finger and it reads the meridians and then we'll tell you what's what's wrong in each meridian and where to focus and all of that which which is awesome and yes that uh i think it would be a good confirmation however i think that the human aspect is really important because your relationship with your practitioner in all with all practitioners is important in your healing right and um and there is an art to it Mm -hmm. And I just think that the, that that aspect is important to the long-term goals right? and that, and that the machines are nice to have for backup or for confirmation, but maybe not to treat off of that solely. We need to know the philosophy to be yeah. able to do the treatment. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I was just interested too, if, you know, something besides needles might work better, or if they're going to come up with something different or new, or will we ever get to the place maybe where we're expanding on something that they were so good at 3000 yeah. years ago? Who knows? I mean, it's yeah. something to keep in mind. And, and so. yes, there's so like, so there are practitioners, let's say in Chinese medicine that just do cupping and can treat anything through cupping, or maybe they just do what people know of as acupressure. Mm -hmm. um, we call shiatsu. Gotcha. And, um, it's acupressure is like a little tiny piece of it, but, um, some people that just do that and they treat everything through that. So definitely you can stimulate the points in other ways other than just needles. That's exciting and interesting to me that <laughs> that energy field is there. And it's something that is so untapped by modern medicine. We don't mm -hmm. really look at it much. I know we've corrupted a little bit your acupuncture by using dry needles <laughs> and physical therapy, you know, so we've, we've used it and kind of made little practices out of it, but we still don't understand it well enough to really capitalize on it. So what, and yeah. that it should be capitalized on. I mean, I think it's amazing. So what can you tell me what conditions that you've treated, uh, that you see the most success with? Like if you were definitely pain, definitely mm -hmm. acute pain, 
And the healthier you are, the better you respond. So usually like young athletes are the ones that respond really well to very little treatment, like yeah. everyone, right? Like, right. like every field, but I mean, we've seen so much, so many cool things with like emotional balancing, mm-hmm. stress, definitely fertility is awesome. We work on neuropathy that, although that one's a little bit more stubborn, the pain things that seem to respond the best to acupuncture are like TMJD type stuff. Facial sci- Yeah. Like jaw tension mm-hmm. and tightness and low back pain, knee pain, sciatica, right. some of those. Some of the more common pains. Wait, mm-hmm. Have you treated any, have you treated any patients who have like trigeminal neuralgia? Oh yes. It works really good for trigeminal neuralgia, Bell's palsy. Yeah. Uh, fibromyalgia responds really well to acupuncture, the, right. all, all the autoimmune stuff, because you know, you're stimulating the immune system whenever you're putting needles into people. So yeah. Also all the autoimmune, we treat a lot of autoimmune at our clinic. I mean, 10, I don't know if you realize this, you probably do, but 10 to 20% of people have antibodies to their thyroid. Uh, which is got a lot to do with digestion, which I know acupuncture is really mm-hmm. great with balancing your digestive tract. And I think it has a lot to do too with your, you know, we have two kind of basic nervous system responses that we know of in modern medicine. You could correct me from your Eastern medicine perspective, but we have like rest and digest and we have, you know, fight or flight. And most of us mm-hmm. are in fight or flight so many times that our rest and digest really never, our digestion really never gets a great blood flow because we're just 24 seven in that fight or flight response and that high stress response. And so I was watching on your website where you said that some people feel like they're more energized after a treatment and then other people feel more relaxed. And I'm Mm -hmm. wondering if that stimulates, you had put in there about something about how it stimulates your nervous system, your vagus nerve, which can you Mm -hmm. you go into that a little bit? So we looked at, we look at it as kind of like an adaptogen or something where if, if, Let's say your nerves are firing too much and you ha- you're having pain, it will slow down the firing of the nerve. Whereas if, you're, if your nerves aren't working quite right, you have numbness, then it helps stimulate the nerve. So, so we just play, there are techniques that can lead to more stimulation or more calming. Mm-hmm. However, if you just put the needle in, it will do what it needs to do either way. So I was just going to say for my patients, adaptogens are still a new term, although we use them some for more my patients that are more on the holistic side, they understand, but it's like an herb that you take that's going to go down one pathway or the other is kind of how we've used it in our medical practice that, you know, if you need it more to build this side of your hormone system, it will work that direction. But if that's out of balance and you need it more for this side, it goes that way. That's kind of an adaptogenic response. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what you're talking about right now is that you can put it into the same nervous system on two different people and it's going to have a different effect. Yes, for right. sure. Because sometimes, and I like to explain that because sometimes like with autoimmune issues, especially like RA, yeah. people are like, well, I don't want to stimulate my immune system, right? Because it's already going crazy, but right. it's not necessarily just stimulation. It could, It's just adjusting. Right. And I, I, I use the word yeah. smarter. Like we, we want, like if you're having overactive allergies or your immune system's really going crazy a little bit there, but you want to make your immune system smarter. Or if you have an autoimmune yeah. where you're attacking self, you want it to recognize self from non-self. So it's kind yes. of one of those interesting pieces that can tip the, tip the needle either way, I guess. Yes. I love that. I love the smarter thing. That's yeah. great. 
I also saw that you do a lot with, you're able to do a lot with allergies, which I thought my patients would be interested. So you could come in for one treatment. Let, let's say you have, you're like congested here and you just mm -hmm. feel like your face is going to explode. One acupuncture treatment can usually clear that up wow. almost always. However, if we're working on long-term allergy issues, uh, typically you have to come in several times, like once a week for several weeks and then space it out. And then you get to like a maintenance dose to where you know you're going to have allergies starting February 26th every year. So we'll have you come in a couple of weeks before that and get it, get you prevented so that you don't have to go back through that whole process wow. again. Okay. So it's okay. kind of like several treatments and then spreading them out over time and then getting a maintenance dose, which for some people could be once a year. Yeah. And that's kind of like what we do with allergy treatments anyway. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we have patients come in and get them used to it and then they don't, then they can space it out and not need it as much. So, so yeah. I, I find it interesting too, because I have patients come in in those acute settings and we have medication that we can give that helps the congestion to go away, but those medications have side effects and, you know, in the long run, they're not necessarily, I mean, I, a lot of my patients, almost all of my patients think that the medications we take in the long run sometimes make us sicker, you know, mm -hmm. if we're on them for a long period of time. And that's just been proven over and over again by the recalls that we see that this blood pressure medicine that's now generic and cheap is somehow causing cancer. But we didn't know about that when it was real expensive, you know? Yeah. So we really have seen a lot of loss of faith in modern medicine. So how can I refer patients to you? Like uh, if I have any other physicians watching, you know, at that moment when I got a patient coming in there with, with allergy congestion, you know, that's something I need to know that I can get a person in there. If they just came down with it, it's not a chronic long-term problem. They're going to feel so much better with the treatment. So my, my, my prime way of explaining this is like, so these, these needles or filaments are sterile and they're really, 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 really fine. And they do very little trauma. However, the body doesn't know that. The body responds to these needles like it would stepping on a nail or cutting your finger with a knife or, I don't know, any kind of wound, right? It releases endorphins from your brain. Um, it sends macrophages to the area to clean out whatever shouldn't be there. It sends blood flow. With blood flow comes oxygen. Oxygen heals tissue. Right. And so you're creating this huge immune, immune response, especially if we're using 20 needles, right? Your body's like, what is going on? I need to heal, right? And it sends, it sends all of that. Yes, but there's no trauma happening, but the body doesn't know that. So I call it preparing your body for war. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, we're getting everything moving, working again, you know, and so that when you need it, it's there. And the beauty of going to a practitioner that knows the philosophy and can give you a Chinese medicine diagnosis is that we know where to put the needles to make that happen. That's the key is knowing where to place the needle for each individual to make that happen. And then, you know, I mean, you're stimulating your immune system, but also with the sinus stuff, you're bringing blood flow to that area. And for whatever reason, uh, probably connective tissue reasons, but I'm not positive. There's all kinds of theories. Yeah. Um, when you place a needle in an area, often it will make the tissue in that area kind of squeeze or move. That's that um, dry needling type mm -hmm. of situation. And so with your sinuses, you put the needle over the area and it, if you're hydrated enough yeah. and, and you can get that sinus moving, then it helps eject the mucus from the sinus. 
I see. Yeah. So it could open up passageways that might've been congested or clogged by just contracting the tissue a little bit away. Yeah. From it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So with your allergy treatments, are they very similar from person to person? If you're doing okay. like, a, you know, the sinus pressure type thing, would that be a one that would be kind of similar from person to person? Yeah. So, or at least with me, so I do energetic needling, but I also always do local stuff because uh, it works and because people like it. I mean, you don't want to come in for left hand pain and not have needles by your left hand mm-hmm. or I wouldn't want yeah. to. So, so, so sinus points are typical. Like every time you come in for sinus infection stuff, we do, you, you have needles here, you have them here. If your ears are involved, you'll have them here. Yeah. And then there'll be more in your body that are for like immune boosting digestion, because, you know, if your digestion's not good, then you, you get mucus producing. So, you know, we're working on the whole gamut of what an allergy is. I love and those that. are similar points for everyone. Oh, I love that. That's so interesting to me. And I really like how you use other body systems to help treat what you're mm-hmm. working on. If it, I mean, if it works, I, I, you know, that's what I tell people. I mean, we don't call it dry needling, but yeah, we do. We do dry needling. It's like, it's like that much of acupuncture is dry needling. If, <laughs> if acupuncture is like huge, then dry needling is like a yeah, little tiny piece sure. of it. So. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. physical therapist for my patients that don't know, and our, our patients or, or whoever's listening, you know, physical therapists have come out recently with dry needling, which is basically just kind of, I, the way I understand it is they're putting a needle into an area that's spasmed and sometimes it'll help release that tension. But you know, I, when I heard about it, I was like, that is just using acupuncture type stuff. That's crazy. You know, that it's coming into regular physical therapy. And I maintain that if physicians, chiropractors, physical therapists, and acupuncturists, we would all get together and sit around a table and talk about our patients, that our patients would have such better outcomes with us cooperating instead of the misunderstandings that arise by the different wording that we use that, you know, I've heard chiropractors say someone's leg shorter than the other and physicians be like, that's crazy. And after having understood what they mean by that wording, you know, I can kind of interpret that for another medical staff member that doesn't understand what that means, you know, cause it sounds right. wild to a regularly trained physician that their leg is shorter than the other and that it fixes right. it. But when you understand it, it's, it makes, it makes sense. More sense. You cooperate. Yeah. So well, and you have to be able to explain things in a way that are understandable. And so I think with acupuncture, that happens a lot. We, yeah. it's so out there, <laughs> it's yeah. so out there and you try to come up with ways to make it understandable. And sometimes it sounds kind of weird, but it makes sense. <laughs> it does. And I love that they're yeah. doing research on it now. That's the exciting mm-hmm. thing is we're seeing research, especially seeing research with chronic pain. It sounds like some research with fertility as well, mm-hmm. but we're seeing yeah. research with chronic pain that's showing that it helps and with the immune system response, which you treat um, COVID long hauler, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one for us um, Is it? in the care field. Yeah. We don't really know what to do with it. So what do you work I, on? We've been it? having, we've been having pretty good results. The, the hardest thing has been getting a sense of smell back. Mm-hmm. It, it's been working, but it's been real stubborn. Everything mm-hmm. else, like like continued pain or chest congestion, we use cupping for the chest congestion. It works so well. Yeah. But um, acupuncture for like long haul pain and fatigue, and we've had pretty good results with that. 
I love that. And we're going to send you some patients for sure. <laughs> Thank for sure. you. And we just got the messages this morning. I know there's quite a few more people coming down with it right now. Um, just, you know, so I'm sure by the time this airs, you know, we'll have patients that need you. So we'll be sending them your way. Awesome. <laughs> so one of the questions my patients are going to have and um, anyone else listening is, does, ac does acupuncture, is it covered by insurance? The way that it works in Oklahoma is that we we're in network at this point in time. I am personally in network with United Healthcare and Aetna and um, Blue Cross Blue Shield. We can provide you a super bill, but they won't allow us to bill them. They, you still might be covered with Blue Cross Blue Shield. We just can't bill you. So you pay up front and then if you are covered, then you get reimbursed. Everything else um, in general insurance, we can check your coverage. And if you're covered, then we can bill them. Everybody is different. So there's no way to say like, oh, I have United Healthcare. I'm covered by acupuncture. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is that insurance is different for every person, depending on what package you have and who you work for and all of that. And um, we do not accept Medicare or Medicaid. And we are in network with the VA. So we do have a lot of coverage, but it's something that has to be checked initially because there's no way, there's no blanket statement, except that with Blue Cross Blue Shield, we can't bill them. Gotcha. Okay. That's good to know. And yeah, insurance is confusing even for us. We don't take insurance yeah. at our clinic for that reason, but our patients, we never know if we're going to, if we're going to be covered if we order something or we're not. And so it's mm -hmm. confusing across the board. I mean, I think that's part of their, their issue. So how much can a patient expect it to cost? Because a lot of our patients are self-pay or they're underinsured anyway, their deductibles crazy through the roof. If they come, mm -hmm. I know you're going to have a range, but how much should they be expecting? Like a range? If you're paying cash, when you come in, the first treatment is 125. That's a discount. Yeah. Um, and then each additional treatment is roughly 85, unless you need extensive time and extensive treatment, then it goes up from there. Typically, everybody follow up is 85. And we're working on memberships. We're working on some ideas to kind of buffer the cost yeah. for people as well. Thanks mm -hmm. to you and yeah. your assistant. And yeah. um, so that's in the works. It's just not happening yet. Typically just 125 and 85. And if you want to add on cupping, that costs, it depends on how much cupping we do, but like a 15 minute cupping add on is 35 bucks. The cold laser is roughly $25 for 15 minutes. So there, there are different tell us, right? Like if we come in and we, you'll tell us if you think we need something like that. Mm -hmm. You'll get a treatment plan and it's all written down and the prices for everything, all the supportive treatments are on the back of your treatment plan so that you can look on it and be like, okay, well, you know, maybe I can do this next time. How do my patients maybe that live in other states or are far away, how do they find a good acupuncturist if they can't come see you over there in Broken Arrow? And um, there's a website in, in for Nancy, C-C-A-O-M for mom, mm -hmm. org, and you just press find a practitioner type in your zip code and it pulls up all the nationally certified acupuncturists in your area. Right. And I, I, I definitely recommend a nationally certified acupuncturist. Great. That's what Unless I, Unless you're in California, California is a little different, but great. Well, mm -hmm. I don't know if we have any patients out there in California, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> certainly we have a few from Arkansas, Texas, you know, scattered about. So, yeah. And so, but my, for my patients that are local and, you know, we're going to, be wrapping this up and hopefully have you back on for more in-depth detailed questions later for my patients that are local how are they going to be able to find you 
and you know, what's their best route? The best route is to call the office because mm-hmm. we can answer questions. So the office number is 918-703-0724. Um, if you have questions before you want to call, we have a website, okayacuherbs.org. So that's O-K-A-1-C-U-H-E-R-B-S.org. And it has everything on there. You can even schedule an appointment online if you want to. But most people, if they've never had it before, they have questions. And um, you can access us through Facebook too, but we, it's, hard, it's hard to get those um, messages. We, our response times may not be immediate. So the best way is just to call. Perfect. All right. Well, we're going to be sending patients your way, I'm sure. Is there anything else that we need to know that I didn't ask that you think you want to tell my patient population? Sure. So we have two practitioners here in Broken Arrow, me and Jeff Luker. Mm -hmm. And so we have more open hours. We have more hours. And then we have support staff. So we have an office manager and front desk. And so the, all of that pressure isn't put on the practitioner. So you get more personal uh, involvement and you have more people caring about you and taking care of you at the same time. Yeah. And also we do have a Ponca office at this time. So the Ponca City area is uh, also has options. Right now, we're only there on Mondays, mm-hmm. but we are there. Yeah, we have patients from Ponca, so they'll be super glad to hear about that. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the basic uh, gist here then, I think, is that, you know, working together, we can give our patients some different options so they can get their mindset aligned so that they can find a better outcome with whatever you know, health journey that they're on, whether it be, you know, if they're have, you know, battling some kind of autoimmune condition, they don't just have to rely on the medications that we have that are imperfect, but they can also do other things to get their body's response primed to mm-hmm. find their health. So yeah. And the more you do for yourself, the better you are, no matter what it is, yeah, you, you I find agree. what works for you if you search for it. Right. Yeah. I love <laughs> it. All right. So we're going to be uh, cooperating more in the future and we thank you so yeah. much for having you on today. Thanks, Dr. Tate. Thank, thank you. you.